0: I said stop hey what's that sound everybody oh that sound was the metronome clicking along with my recording because i'm here on logic pro all right logic x pro which i think is actually logic 10 pro but i say logic x pro because i didn't know there was one through nine so it's just logic logic X-Pro to me. I'm going to adjust some levels on the fly so that I can get this figured out. Okay, so it is Garrett Anderson coming at you live on Tuesday, July 11th. I didn't even have to look that up on my phone because I've been writing that time stamp, that date stamp down on my reports all damn day at my day job. I just texted my wife. I was like, "Honey, this is a new record. I worked from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. straight. It's a new record. I actually diligently was hustling all damn day. And you know what happened? About quarter of four, I uh went over to the guy next to me. Uh, the guy in the cube next to me is he's kind of a, you know, a joker and uh, kind of a chatty fella. He likes to come over and tell me stories about uh, his uh, shenanigans in Mexico and." and i uh you know we swap, swap stories about our kids doing crazy stuff his kids are a little older than mine but and he loves telling me about vegas so when i went and visited vegas he kind of gave me a, a lay of the land and um you know he's one of those good time buddies uh, that likes to uh you know re- remember the the drunken nights and the the crazy stories so i i you know every once in a while cuz he he comes over to my cube more than i go to his you know it's one of those office relationships where i'm like hey i, I, I I'm kind of either working or, or re you know, reading the internet or kind of zoning out or whatever. <laughs> I'm not all that social at the office. And, you know, I think it's a cubeville. So when we're chatting, you know, everyone around us can hear us and I'm a little bit sensitive about that too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I was like, Hey, I got something, I got something for my cube buddy. So I went over there. I said, Hey dude, you know how I know I've been working too hard today. He goes, how, how do you know? I go, the tips of my fingers are starting to tingle from working on the keyboard all day and I was just whipping through I must have done like seven million keystrokes and 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 four million uh, mouse clicks today in in just that span of time. I swear to God i I wasn't keeping track but if I sort of think about how how fast I was working, in fact I gotta like stretch my tendons in that in my right arm. I had a boss one time who had to start clicking his mouse with his left hand. He was right-handed, but he had to start clicking with his left hand because he was getting some uh, tendonitis issues and arthritis issues. And uh, I'm, I'm just doomed. I'm doomed to it. This is what I do. I go to work and I click on a mouse and a keyboard all day, and then I come home and I play guitar or piano. And, uh, you know, um, either I'm going to have exceptional strength and, and conditioning that keeps me from getting carpal tunnel or I'm uh, just dooming myself to a uh, a future of arthritis. And uh, hopefully Big Pharma catches up with some great drugs by the time I'm a little older. But, uh, But yeah, my fingertips were tingling. You know, the way I was sitting at my desk and I don't have one of those ergonomic chairs or, you know, sit stand desks. You know, I'm, I'm old school, man. I'll just slouch in my chair and put my hands wherever they land and just work away because you're supposed to be miserable at work. That's that's how I was raised. That's the culture I come from. You got to be goddamn miserable at work so that when you get home, you do a podcast uh, because that's part of your dream, man. Your part of your dream is to get your voice out there, get your music out there, get your ideas out there, and be a platform in this new digital age. And um, speaking of which, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary of podcasting. Holy hell, it has been a fun time um, exploring this podcast avenue. Um, I've had a couple guests. I'm gonna expand out and do a couple more guests. I know I always say that, but. I'm a little uh, slow to book them because I'm partly lazy, partly a commitment phobe. I just hate having things on my calendar because I'm like, well, what if I want to do something else? You know that thing, and especially this became especially clear to me in in late high school and and especially in college. Because in college, you're all just sitting around doing the same you know, you're sitting around in the same geographic area. So whenever anybody wants to do anything, it's like, yeah, sure. We could do that. But what else is going on? Is that that FOMO thing? F-O-M-O, fear of missing out? Jesus, my generation. Ugh. Ugh. Sometimes, sometimes I make myself sick. And then other times I'm like, ah, I'm not like that. Or I can choose differently. But I swear, you know, nature versus nurture. If If the nurture is you being a product of your time, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm very, very, um, a a big chunk of my personality is a product of my time. Um, and, uh, I can't hold the microphone with this right hand. Oh my gosh. My, my, my like forearm, the inside of my forearm is literally just like acting up. I have to like shake my hand out. Stupid day job. Well, no, no, uh, I shouldn't say that it affords a living. And I'm doing the right thing when it comes to my kids and my wife. I can't just uh, throw a guitar in the car and disappear. Um, I say that like it's some sort of temptation, but that actually sounds terrifying to me as well. Oh, jeez. I want my cake and to eat it too. I'm a millennial. Yeah. So um, I'm shot out of a cannon on this one today because I may have to go pick up my daughter in 12 minutes and 56, 55, 54 seconds. Sorry, I just wasted three seconds of this podcast by counting down when I could be trying to be entertaining and myself and enlightening and promote my brand and all that fun stuff. But uh, but yeah, so here's the update from the personal front and why you may have uh, not heard from me in a while is we moved. My family's in a new rental house here in Sunny Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, yes, if you're wondering, it is hot as balls outside. Um, I, actually, this week's not too bad. We're not over 110, um, and the and the lows are getting below 90. It's when the lows are above 90 that you're like, oh Jesus, it's it's inescapable. Like at least now, if you're if you're disciplined, unlike me, and you get up early um, and go for your walk or run. The, you've got a little bit of uh, of a reprieve from the from the heat and the sun. Um, oh, good old good old life. It's all just a bunch of trade-offs, isn't it? There's good things and there's bad things and you try to focus on the good things. But yeah, so we're, we are now in our new place. By the way, I'm talking so fast, I, I'm afraid people are going to think I'm on drugs. I'm not on drugs. I am drinking a beer to celebrate my one year of podcasting because I don't think I'm going to do a podcast next week. I get to take a little vacation from this day job. Yeah, that's why I had to work so much today is because I was like, shit, I got vacation coming up. I got to get some stuff done. Um, isn't that always Isn't that always the case? My wife is 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 going crazy right now at her job. She's like, oh my God, I'm so stressed out because we've got vacation coming up. I'm like, as Americans, we've learned to hate vacation. The, the, the July 4th holiday, happy July 4th, everybody. Yeah, that just, that screwed her week up too. Last week, she was playing catch-up all week. She was like doing work at night at the house because she took the 4th off and fell behind. What the fuck is wrong with us? How, we can't figure out how to relax? That is goddamn ridiculous. I think it just comes in phases you know I've been telling myself lately it's like well I've got some things that I want to work on with myself I want to be better I want to have better habits and get into better routines and part of me is just like I'm putting that off until I'm 40 you know my uh I want to be a conscious consumer and make sure I'm voting with my dollars and only supporting things that I like agree with politically and morally And uh, I want to make sure that I'm not just a cog in the machine of this, uh, you know, capitalism runaway bullshit experiment that's happening right now um, where there's just terrible wealth inequality while there's, you know, side by side with suffering of an incredible magnitude. And, uh, you know, it it bums me out. But I'm like, I am I am not in a position to beat myself up about that right now. Um, But maybe when I'm 40 I'll be in a more, like, sort of, like, I don't know, uh, coasting alongness, or I will have achieved some sort of discipline, or I won't be so rowdy with some of my, uh, my recreation that I, I put some time into becoming that, that, that man, that better man. I'm bound to be a better man, just made me think of my song, Little Secret. That's one of the obnoxious things about hanging out with songwriters, is, is, uh, (laughs) <laughs> is that we sometimes quote ourselves. You know, people are be like, yeah, but I feel like this. And no, I'll be like, I've got a lyric about that. Oh my gosh. I I bite my tongue nine out of 10 times before saying that. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to say that. And then one out of every 10 times, I'm like, I'll say that. It's fun being a songwriter. And just people know that I'm constantly processing the world and processing life and, and mining and, you know, mining for song ideas and concepts and stuff. Um, and uh, I've got uh, I've got some text messages coming in, and I've got to check them to see if I'm on kid pickup duty. Um, let's see here. Cool. So I've got a great, great couple days ahead. I got to wrap up some work and make sure everything's cool. Um, yeah, I just got a text from my wife that she has to work on stuff at home tonight. Ah, lovely. Stupid vacation, screwing everything up. No, I I actually am really excited about vacation, and I think it's it's probably one of the unsung benefits of taking a vacation is that you try to get your house in order, both uh, figuratively and literally, like your house in order at work, making sure that everybody's uh, good to go and you've got all the things handed off. Um, are you up? Oh, yep. Okay, I gotta pick up the kids. Yep. Oh, uh, sure. Okay, so we've got about eight minutes left in this podcast um let me text my wife real quick yes all good okay no point in making her suffer more than she has to because uh I can you know this is what I do for fun it's not like I'm like honey I'm podcasting you got to pick up the kids I- I'm podcasting and I usually ramble for like an hour so this 20 minute one is going to be far less than the people demand um, no, it's funny. So I've had, I've had my podcast for a year and I've only checked the metrics once <laughs> I, I checked them. Like, I don't know, uh, a couple dozen podcasts in and I was like, let me see what's going on. Is anyone actually listening to this? And, uh, it's, it's cause I can like check SoundCloud and, and there it's, it's kind of, you know, obviously, uh, low volume, but then there's also spins, uh, through, subscriptions on iTunes and I checked those out and I was like hey you know that's not that's not too shabby for just a homegrown thing with with terrible marketing because if there's one thing I'm horrible at it's self-promotion other than when I'm doing this podcast from the safety and security of my own um, home but uh, but yeah so let me circle back to that Uh, we're in a new spot and boy are we pleased about it we made a good move Um, we we were in this other place because we needed to cut down our commute. So it was kind of like, I look at it in phases. We, uh, phase one was cutting our commute down by moving closer to work. And now phase two is the upgrade because we're already close. And then when our lease was up, we got to, you know, house hunt a little bit. And my wife found this really great property. And, um, long story short, the old place was managed by like a consortium of investors. It wasn't like someone's home that they cared about. And uh, this this investor group just had a property manager that was managing the property. And, you know, it, it was just so impersonal. And we the, the closer you looked at the house, the more you saw that it was kind of falling apart. And man, once we decided that we were going to move, we let ourselves hate that house so much. Like by the time, yeah, like for, it's, it's, it's insane. And it was almost like the house was listening because it started falling apart on us as our lease was coming, coming to a close. The, the lock from the garage door to the kitchen uh, failed on us. So that door was stuck for a while. We had to call a locksmith. Um, the plumbing underneath the kitchen sink went up. And I had to call a plumber, so, like, in a, f- a flurry of, like, just the two weeks before we moved, we, like, you know, charged the, uh, the landlord a bunch of money for having all these folks come over and fix shit, and I was like, well, there we go, okay, the house knows we hate it, and the house hates us back, and we're getting the fuck out of here, so we, um we traded some interior square footage that old place was a, a two story which was cool because there was extra rooms but uh, terrible because the upstairs would not stay cool they didn't have like double-paned windows and like you know it was uh, the sun was just battering in on the second floor the entire day so it just got so hot up there And, um, you know, like, again, they did, they weren't making the appropriate improvements to make it a comfortable home. And plus there was this ledge thing. Um, there was kind of this, uh, I called it the cabana. Um, but, uh, oh my gosh, I'm getting blown up, getting blown up on my cell phone. Okay. I, but I have to leave it on because this, this alarm is going to go off soon. So, uh, but anyway, so the, on the second floor, there's this loft area where we had an, a, a TV set up and a couch. But then behind the couch was, was a wall that didn't connect to the ceiling that overlooked the downstairs. So kids or drunk adults could fall over that wall and smash their faces on the ground. Um, and... We didn't realize it at the time. My wife says it now, and I, I guess maybe this was part part of what was going on with me too. She was kind of constantly living in fear that a kid was going to stumble off there or, or or stumble off the stairs, or you know, our kids got kind of used to it. But whenever we had guests over, there was just this anxiety of like, is someone going to throw themselves off the second the second floor and come splat down into our family room? I was tempted to do that jump. I looked at it a couple times. I was like, I could probably do that if I landed on the couch. And kind of like just let myself flop onto the couch. I could probably do that. I was tempted once or twice. I, d- I didn't do it because I'm not an idiot. Um, but uh, yeah, so there, I mean, there was just things about the place. Like I said, we kind of picked it to make sure that we got close to our offices. But, uh, you know, now that we're in our new place, I realize how shitty the old place was for a f- for a young family with a dog. Our backyard sucked. It was just rocks you know, all enclosed, Um, this new place has so many great things about it compared to the old place. The backyard is bigger. It's got a little patio area for kids to like scoot around on. Um, I was tempted to maybe get myself a pair of used rollerblades and go rollerblading around in the backyard. No, it's not that big. It would be a very tight circle. But it'd be fun to have friends over and throw on rollerblades and put on some, some bad early 90s pop music and and make a, a little a roller skating party in the backyard. That'd be fun. Uh, The other awesome thing here is that there's a dog door. And Jack, my dog, has learned a new trick. An old dog can learn a new trick, everybody. So if you ever doubt that an old dog can learn a new trick or that you're too old to learn something new, just look at Jack. He has figured out the dog door. And not only that, but we've established a word for it. So here's how this happened. We... um. We wanted to show the dog the dog door, and he was very skittish at first, very tentative. He's not a very brave dog, um, and we uh, we showed him that the the flaps kind of open. There's a flap on the inside, a flap on the outside, and he can easily push them open with his nose. But they kind of just hang there and kind of like poke him in the eye a little bit. And if you're not used to it, it's it's pretty awkward. And man, he w- he did not trust it. And plus, you don't get—you can't really see what you're going out into. He wasn't familiar with the backyard yet, or going from the outside in. He wasn't quite familiar, so it's kind of like you know, a, an animal isn't gonna want to just blindly go through a little portal having no idea where it's gonna end up. So uh, we we were working on it with him. I was showing him. I was I was kind of opening the flap with my hand, and then he would stick his nose in, and then I'd let go with my hand, and the flap would would kind of hit him on the nose. So he was getting used to the feel of that. Um, and uh, one time I even stuck my head out and the whole time we're, we're telling him your door, this is your door, Jack, right? Um, and he knows I'm talking about him. He's walking around. Oh, he might af- actually have to use it right now. You're going to use your door. Go use your door. He's thinking about it. He's not sure if he wants to go out or not, but this is, this is brilliant because at our old place sliding glass door in the back, we would open it up and close it for him hundreds of times a day. It felt like you know, Oh, your door. Okay. So I point and I say your door. Oh, he's going to lay down on the carpet and said, he's like, Hey, I don't really need to go out. But, um, and it's funny. I'm not quite giving him the true command because, uh, because I wanted to tell the story. So we're, we're pointing and saying your door, go use your door. And then my wife jokingly goes, hold the door, hold the door. And, uh, and Game of Thrones thing. Um, if you watch Game of Thrones, there's a character called Hodor, and uh, late in the in the last season, I think we uh, find out why he's called Hodor, because that's the only thing he can say. And it turns out that in this one um, in this one scene, uh, a character is yelling to him like, "Hold the door, hold the door, hold the door," and then it kind of morphs into "Hold door, Hodor." Hodor. So that's all he can say now because he got traumatized by this event. so he's, he's saying Hodor all the time. If there's any Game of Thrones nerds out there that are like, that's not exactly how it happened, um, I commend you for your commitment to some fantasy bullshit. but uh, for the sake of the story, that's good enough. So we're going yeah, your door and then we're starting to go hodor, Hodor, Jack. So now when we when the dog barks to go outside, we say Hodor. And then he goes and uses his doggy door, um, which is probably my favorite thing about the new house. Um, and uh, we're we're really enjoying it. It's a it's an example of when improving your situation. And then like I felt my own standards rising because of it. And I'll leave you with this real quick. Um, you know it's just a it's a t- it's a time to raise your standards for myself. I was like you know what this is a nice place. I can tell people cared for it. I want to care for it. It's small enough that if you make a mess, you're going to trip over it. And, you know, it's like you got to kind of keep it clean as you go. Just raise your standards. Be that better person. So uh, so now uh, if I poop and it leaves skid marks in the bowl, instead of just leaving it there, I'll, I'll use the brush and brush it out like right away just as I'm flushing if I see skid marks. I used to think like, oh, well, next time I pee, I'll just try to like pee those skid marks off the bowl, uh, the inside of the bowl. And and now I'm like ah you know that doesn't really work. They kind of get caked on, and then you have to really scrub it later. So scrub it while it's still fresh. And uh, I probably need um, you know some more leafy greens in my diet if I'm leaving skid marks on the on the bowl. All right, I gotta go pick up my daughter. This was fun, and uh, I hope the new sound equipment sounds cool. And um, I'll, I'll catch in uh, catch catch in. I'll catch you later. Touch base with you. Touch base with you later. All right, peace.
1: So it's cold to this and that everything in between that I'm thinking. Woo! That I'm stronger to resist the temptress, but I just assume avoid the tempting. But as it happens, it's your tough, so I've no right to try to talk you into leaving. But you got me in mind, my will's out of time, but I'm not mistaken. Boost. Somehow, one voice seems to rise above the chatter. Yeehaw! I know I heard that laugh before, but in a ways Time time's strange. I think she's faking. No, I try to keep my eyes fixed on a political journal, then I float to her. Boy, oh, it's on our streets, yeah. I do my damn stuff, I can't help it. She was sitting there, too, with a missy with plan to clip his way. Gong, 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 come on back, cause he's attached and she's pulling on him. Soon. My tired feet I won't follow soul thrown over shoulders into memories see I don't believe in nothing but I'd be happy to take some of the bitches laying around Just laying around for a mile I've diversion so I can feel the do without ever having the charm Thank yeah. you.